Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's conversation. If you're one of the people who listen, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. It's been a while since I've done one of these intros and I got a bit of a nostalgic buzz going on right now. I'm feeling good and this week's episode is a good one with an unfortunate problem, which is why I'm here talking to you all right now. Uh, As you've seen from this week's title, it's the band Silence. And when we recorded this episode, there was an issue with one of the microphones that I didn't catch until after we had finished recording. I did my best to salvage the audio and fix it up as much as possible so the missing audio could be heard. It doesn't sound the best, but I was able to make it work, kinda, so yeah. Just a little disclaimer there for any of you audiophiles in podcast land. Moving on. I mentioned a few moments ago that my guests this week were Dusty, Rin, Justin, and Damon from the post-punk slash peace-punk band Silence. They're going to be releasing a new EP pretty soon here, and they were kind enough to email me a track to share with all of you people out there. So what we're going to do is play this track, then go straight into my conversation with Dusty and Rin and Justin and Damon from the band Silence, right after I finish my intro. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! Get this message out here. I'm doing what I love to help a community out. Like, you know what I mean? What is the next step? What's the one thing I can do today that's going to get us one? So, I mean, I don't know what's, what's in the future. Art is the only way you can reach out to the future. It is the only thing that actually lives through a time capsule. And I think that if DIY scene as a whole put more of a value on itself, it could be a lot more sustainable. Now, if someone doesn't like it, that's their deal. One more time, in case you missed it, the band is Silence, and this track is called Swimming With Boys.
we're good to go. So we're already rolling, and I'm just going to go with it. All right, cool. I normally don't have this many people on an episode at once. This is a lot to navigate, but you all seem pretty cool. Why don't we start to my right? Everybody introduce y'all selves and we'll talk about what you do and then we'll talk about like farts or something. Oh. Uh, I'm Rin Kaz. I play bass and silence. And I'm Dusty. I do the vocals, some of the lyrics, some uh, artwork, and uh, some of the writing as far as the. pamphlets and stuff go with uh with the records i'm damon i play guitar and also do some vocals and some of the writing justin and i play drums and that's it word (laughs) and y'all are in a band called silence which ren had just mentioned and uh my assumption of the band from everything i've heard is it's post-punk i don't know if you want to go any more niche than that it's post-punk mixed with like peace punk Really? Uh, I, I would say it's got hints of some other stuff too. I mean, we like uh, maybe some some new wave and uh, even some regular rock music. But uh, well, it's def- all kind of rock music. It's all it's rock. Just, music. A lot of people hate using the term rock. Nobody wants to be in a rock band. Can, can we? <laughs> from now on, we'll just say rock. Yeah, just say you're a rock band. Let's <laughs> say hard, silence. Hard rock. Like and then, 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 uh, then we don't have to get into what specific type of formation yeah. of rock. <laughs> You'll be uh, bewildered at the show offers you get once you start advertising yourselves as a rock band. Silence, rock, <laughs> live at Jurgles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, how long has Silence been active playing music? Four years uh, yeah. from our first show, maybe a few months longer than that for practice. We formed in 2013, but our first show was at the beginning of 2014. When you started the band, were you doing? a similar thing to what you're doing now sound wise or sometimes bands like, you know, they have like these weird one eighties where they start trying to do one thing. Then they find that they fall into doing something else better or they, you know, uh, just change for whatever reason. What was it with you guys? When we first started, it was Damon and I wrote the first three or four songs. And the first song was actually, and the idea for the band was, uh, a little bit more like a crust, like a crust punk band, okay, you know, yeah. like it was going to so be something a, a little bit more like aggressive. It was. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so we, we actually wrote one song that was in that style that was kind of, uh, kind of crusty, kind of maybe, but st- maybe anarcho punky, little DB kind of discharge. And then, uh, we were actually what we lived, uh, by these woods and we were walking our dogs in the woods and just, uh, I don't know where I was kind of like, do you like Bauhaus? And he was like, yeah, I actually love that. And he was like, he asked me, he was like, do you like uh killing joke? He asked me, you know, and I was like, yeah, killing joke's great. And then we were like, well, let's go back and uh, try a song like that and see how that goes. And then we just kind of went from there. And then the rest of the songs kind of leaned a little more in that direction. Yeah. I really only like the first song went in that like crust D beat direction and we played it for, for a while like that and then eventually we we quit playing that song but then Rin actually like figured out how to turn it into a post-punk sounding song so it lived on. Yeah, we got lucky. There was just a practice one day where where the two of you, uh, Dusty and Damon were a little late so me and Justin were just hanging out and I'm like, I think we could fix this song. Let's let's make it like slower, gothier, you know. Um, 
and it went basically from DB to dotted eighth notes, essentially. And and it worked immediately. And then, yeah. War Drums, we should mention, is yeah, the song's the song name. War Drums. Uh, that's the third track off the first LP. Nice. Let's talk a little bit more about this first LP. I know you have a new EP that's going to be coming out shortly. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. When's that coming out? Uh, should be April 8th, I think, is going to be the release date. That's the uh, same day as we were playing a show with a band called Skeletal Family from the UK at um, Brillo Box on April 8th. And so we kind of want to put it out then. Okay, cool. So, and then now I'm looking at a copy of The Deafening Sound of Absolutely Nothing on glorious 12-inch plastic wax stuff. Vinyl record. It's a thing. When did this come out? And was this the first, like the debut release, this one here? We had some demos. Okay. That we put out uh, on cassette. We had that Two. CD one that was in a that was like came in a zine. That yeah. was the very first thing. Yeah, we had two demos. Then we had also had They're a terrible cassette <laughs> demo. They're pretty poorly recorded. And but, uh, yeah. the radio show came out after that. Oh yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. that was a while after. Yeah, that. we released a tape of an hour long radio show, Advanced Calculus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I I remember listening to that actually a while ago. Yeah, we called it the Sean Cho sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that record came out. What was that? Twenty fifteen. That was twenty fifteen. Yes. Yeah. I think th- th- this album, I think it came out on the 16th, April, April of 2016, and then we went on tour in May. We, we did the, the top half of the U.S. Nice. We did a tour, uh, about a month-long tour uh, promoting that record. So that's been out for, it'll be two, two years coming up. Now, with being a post-punk, peace-punk band in... 2018 it is now um what is like the climate like for you playing with other bands uh do you find that you're a band that stands out do you have a good scene of bands that you play with that are a good fit like in here and like if you're on the road are there other bands you know doing what you're doing is it is there a good pocket for what you're doing i think now it's 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 better than when we started as far as bands that are uh like us, I mean, here, even uh-huh. in Pittsburgh now, there's other bands that are similar style and more shows that we uh, get on. And this is uh, partially thanks to uh, Erica Scary, who is a local punk and death rock post-punk promoter who's uh, really kind of revitalized the scene for that kind of stuff around here. Uh, that's that's the the Pittsburgh report. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really great bands in the city, and then even just within our region, that like we can go on the road and play with, or they come through Pittsburgh. Um, kind of on the gothier side of things for sure, um, which we're probably less goth than a lot of the goth post punk bands, but we still get classified as that very often. Sure, and um, yeah, it's actually been great. I mean, we never have a hard time finding appropriate bands to play with you know uh-huh i mean we we get to play with some really incredible bands uh and and they're all kind of more underground i mean like dusty gets to book a lot of great bands erica books a lot of great bands and even like manny uh has like hooked us up with some really great shows um and they're bigger shows you know usually at like cativo or something yeah it'll be like we played like completely packed houses with like uh the soft moon um the mob 
UK uh, subs. UK subs. We played with World Inferno Friendship Society. Like we play these a lot of like really rad shows. So we've been pretty lucky. And then this this skeletal family show is like great. I mean, they're legends in that genre, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So in your end report as silence on the Pittsburgh music scene is that it's fine. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Yeah. It's way better than Seattle where I moved here from Seattle in 2013 and uh, it's a sad state of affairs out there. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, it's such a legendary city for music, but the gentrification so out of control that nobody can afford to keep a venue open anymore, which is honestly, I think, like the biggest concern that people should have about Pittsburgh is that is that we might end up there well, at some point. Well, that's kind of like one of the things that worries me about this music ecosystem project. It sounds like that sounds the like, walnut capital of yeah. the fucking local music scene. Part yeah, of the problem, not part of the It doesn't sound like this guy helped Austin at all. I mean, look yeah, at Austin. That, that is like, I'd be really curious to know like what this dude's background is in independent music. Like If he's yeah. ever had to like drag a PA into a basement somewhere to play a show. Yeah. Or if like he has any involvement in music at all. Or if it's just business. If he's all mm-hmm. numbers and money. I mean, I think the way to, you know, treat a touring band properly is to like, you want to give them all the money you possibly can. So if you could find an open space that's free or super cheap to book at, and you still like you have access to your own PA, you're, you could fill that room, you know, whatever it may be, like with like 200 kids and all ages show and in the show be cheap, like only like seven, ten dollar show. And you fill the space up there as the same exact show can be at a, a venue like like Mr. Small's Funhouse or something, and you know you got to pay a huge rental fee for that, and so like, and that's why there are a lot of those pre-sale ticket shows and stuff. But I mean, I think it's just a better idea to keep it underground and keep it DIY because everyone benefits the fans and the bands. Yeah, more. It's why I'm like kind of like I was laughing to myself at all of my friends, well, air quote DIY friends that were getting all worked up about that article. It's like, I don't think this has anything to do with us, really. I don't know. I think this is more or less them trying to find more excuses for folk singer X, Y, and Z to play at craft brewery X, Y, and Z somewhere, some shit like that. All the uh, upscale loft uh, owners going in. Loft rock. Pave sure save and build a Build a bunch of ten thousand dollar loft apartments. You know? Sure, Save was a great DIY venue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, that's where I get my bus pass. <laughs> with uh, with Seattle, you said it's just all gentrified there and just not any like underground music culture well, happening. It's, really, it's not that there's not anything. It's just, I mean, it's, it's not like it was. It's not. Yeah, I mean, people have this idea about Seattle that's rooted in the nineties and, and I lived, I lived in Seattle from 98 to 2013. So, I mean, I, I watched the city change a lot and, um, it's for, I mean, there's still plenty of places to go see like big expensive shows or whatever, but for smaller touring bands or, or local bands, I mean, there are still places, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's all over or anything, but, uh, you really got to be like tapped into it to know, Probably a lot of the a lot of the best spots are are gone, Um, and it's just because it costs too much. Totally. The funny thing about that article was, I guess this whole thing was spurred from they did a survey on visitpittsburgh.com, I guess, and uh, the local music scene got rated really low 
on that website. I wonder who looks because, at that website. Because like, who the fuck is going on visit pittsburgh.com? It was rated low with tourists. So that's, like, you that's figured- my website. That's that's my website. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, figured- that's my go-to to find out about shows. <laughs> no, I mean, I own that. I own that. I, I own that website. Oh, yeah. Are, are you from Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, so me and you are the only ones in this room actually from Pittsburgh. And... So why wouldn't you go to visit Pittsburgh every totally. day? You got to represent your city. It's dude, it's so fucking funny <laughs> you, to me. When you live here, you like, visit every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I use it to check the weather and everything. Uh, but, explore Venango. Yeah, yeah, Explore Venango is my go-to for uh good news. Good, good times. <laughs> Great times and good oldies. I don't know if silence has a website or not, but if you do, you should change the URL to explorevernango.com. <laughs> uh, but getting back on track with that stupid fucking visit Pittsburgh shit. Um, you figure people come to Pittsburgh and everybody's spending their time probably in the North shore around the stadiums or on the fucking incline. So of course they have no idea about the local music scene. I've seen great bands play on the incline. I think if we want to, if we want to fix, fix the scene, they should just do a, a biop on the rock room on visit Pittsburgh.com. And maybe some people will, you know, get to experience the local scene. We got to keep the rock room shitty though. Yeah. (laughs) That should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. (laughs) Keep the rock room shitty. Uh Yeah. That's my. Well, there you go. You can make those bumper stickers. Yeah. Clean up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you guys, the bathrooms. Yeah. It, it has gotten it's pretty gnarly in the last few years. Yeah. It's funny if you go into um, Google Maps and and Street View, you can actually do a tour of the rock room, and it was like, whenever they well, did it, it's inside super, it, yeah. Yeah, and it, but it's super clean. Like this, like old, like rock room from like five, six years ago, and like they sell the wood paneling on the walls, and everything. It's like nothing can change the rock room. <laughs> it's there to stay the way it is forever. <laughs> what are some of your like personal favorites places to play in the city, or maybe like favorite place to play? It's not around anymore. I don't know. This question's kind of stupid. Uh, I think my favorite place. <laughs> Ever to play was uh, sixty one nineteen in East Liberty. You remember that venue? Yeah, that was that, before I moved here. Yeah, that venue was amazing, and it it only lasted like one year, almost to the day. And I remember Kim Fuck had their last show there. I went to a bunch of metal shows there. That place was awesome. It was like an old like speakeasy or something, like above a nail salon in East Liberty. It was it was great. Um, but, yeah, Cobra Cabana. Oh yeah. That was basically our home venue. That was, that was our first show was at Cobra Cabana. That's the only place that was not closed down. But, you know, at any venue that that uh, that isn't here anymore, C- Cobra Cabana was the only one that that I really liked. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sad that the uh, old shop is gone. You know, I have a lot of memories in that place. Yeah, but there's a new shop. Yeah. It's the same thing, basically. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's, even easier for me to get to, so it's not that bad. <laughs> have you been in the new shop? Yet? I have not. No, yeah, it's good. I like it. It's good setups. So, um, but yeah, I really like Brillo Box. That's still here. I haven't played there yet until this show coming up. Uh, Cativo. Cativo. Yep, that's a good spot. Belvedere's. What are we missing? Spirit. There's has great sound. Yeah. There's a. There's a lot of, it's like, it's really hard to, 
even think of, you have to really sit down and think about all the places where you could play an okay show in Pittsburgh, which really speaks to the fact that things are fine. Yeah. Well, like Rock Room and Gooskies, you know, like the de facto punk bars. Um, and I mean, they're both kind of shitty. Like they're fun and they're easy to play and there's always a crowd. So that's fun. Um, and you really have a good time there pretty much no matter what. But I mean, when it comes to sound and stuff, you know, it's, oh, yeah. You can't hear shit. Yeah. 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 Not the, not the best. Yeah. I've had some fun times in both of those spaces, but not my best sounding performances by any means. No. <laughs> I feel like best sound for me was like downstairs at Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the best sound I've ever had playing drums at a show. Yep. Yeah, well, they, so they don't good. make it too loud. I know you have an issue yeah. with the kick drum mic that yeah. I've learned about. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything was like so easy to hear. I could hear Dusty, which I could never hear him there. And Kativo is also, I, I can kind of hear you. <laughs> Kativo is like, probably my favorite place like the downstairs stage is probably my favorite place to just play in general yeah. it does feel good to play on that stage um we pl- actually played there a lot over the last couple of years and um you know the what the last was it the last three or two skull fests we, we played there and uh you know the soft moon show uh um played a lot there yeah the mob uk subs uh what was that one? What was that goth band that we played with? March Violets. The March Violets. Yeah, that was a cool show. That that venue does sound really good for sure. Yeah. Now, outside of silence, I know some of you. You mentioned you're involved in putting, doing shows, and things like that. They're tied in with the band and things like that. What's some stuff that everybody else is into outside of being in a rock band? Rock monster, you want to start first? <laughs> sure. Uh, I do lowbrow cartoon comic things. That's sweet. Just drawings. Uh, that's kind of like my main thing outside of playing music. Do you do anything like uh, anything for like uh, like freelance work or just like for yourself for fun type stuff? Kind of for like for myself. Like I do. Uh, tabling like shows I'll sell prints I had an art show at Roboto for first Friday a couple months ago do like little zines and stuff and I'm kind of working on a full comic book that's a lot of work it's just I tried to make a comic book in high school I gave up it's (laughs) yeah it's it's annoying for sure but it's like a good like way to cope like with like being alone and just like hanging out yeah it's like it helps me so I don't just like sit around and watch TV yeah, and definitely. eat food all night, you know, or all That's day. all I do. I mean, that's all I do <laughs> unless I'm drawing. So I don't know. That's kind of my go-to. Justin's in another cool band called Medium Ugly also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I play guitar and share vocal duties in Medium Ugly. It's like hardcore punk, kind of a little more on the garagey side, but not really garage, you know? Lo-fi hardcore. Kind of, yeah. Okay. I like it. That's catchy. That's a genre that could probably pop off real easily. Yeah. It's a great band. Really good band. Word. What else y'all doing? Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, like we said, I, I book shows a lot. Uh, I play, a, well, I'm trying to play a lot of paintball again. I used to do that like 
serious like high level tournament paintball. And <laughs> how do you get into that? Uh, you just go to the field a lot, and then and then you just keep playing. You said you grew up in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, it's just like it's like that it seems like that's something that like Pittsburgh used to have a really big paintball scene. Really? Yeah, huh. and it kind of faltered after the economy went bad, but <sighs> it's been growing. But again. you remember the glory days of the Pittsburgh paintball scene? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no joke. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Were you on like a team? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just the team have a cool the name. Um, I was on a couple of different teams. I was on this one team called uh, the All American Heroes. That's a, that's, um, <laughs> that's a bad name. And, well, that was uh, we, were, we were we were the kids. We were the kid. We had like a GI Joe style logo, and we were like the kids team for this pro team called the Philly All Americans. And then uh, and then I joined the team called Pittsburgh Nightcast, and uh, traveled the country playing in a. A league called the NPPL. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was on a team called the Erie Land Sharks for a few years, and they were like sort of like high level. Um, uh, There's a format called X Ball that we played uh, for it's years. The XFL of paintball. It kind of is actually. Uh, it used to be really intense. Um, a league called the AXBL, the American Extreme Paintball League, and um, and then I took a couple years off, and now since 2014, I've been like kind of playing on and off again, playing events here and there. And today I just played for the first time since August. So how, how was it? That was have, great. Yeah, you still it was have, awesome. Do you still have it? Uh, I only lost two points all day, so I think okay. I'm doing okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. And that was good. It was a good turnout, a lot of people. And so like that's basically it. I just book shows, I work and I play in two bands. Um, I'm in another band called Unreliable Narrator, which um, I actually only just recently joined as a second bass player uh, to be in the band. Uh, but Damon here, the guitar player for Silence, is the drummer in that band. So it's like 80s style hardcore. Yeah. If you want to talk about so yourself. So you're in a hardcore band. Well, like, yeah, but like <laughs> punk hard. I mean, not like, yeah. not like floor punching hardcore. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, Brocore. No, yeah, it's like Circle Jerks, black, yeah. like early Black Flag style. When hardcore was hardcore. When hardcore <laughs> was punk. Yeah. Anyway, I think Dusty's, I think it's Dusty's turn. <laughs> All right, enough about me. Let's talk about me. <laughs> Isn't there something else you Well, know? I'm going to, I mean, I thought we were just going around the room, but I can go next if you want. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I gave you the perfect segue to start. Okay, talking. yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm a yeah. So I play an unreliable narrator with Rin. Um, I'm very fortunate in that I actually have a job that's meaningful to me. I'm a union organizer, um, which is a ton of work, but it's really, really satisfying and um, you know aligns with my politics and the politics of this band. Actually, um, so I spend a lot of time. Uh, at work, and I actually feel fine about that <laughs> for the most part. Um, and uh, I'm also working on a film that I've been trying to get finished for like a dozen years now that's f- almost done and is definitely going to come out this nice. year. Nice. Like, what's your role in the film, writing, directing? Uh, so, about 12 years ago, me and a friend of mine um, started writing this movie, and he directed it. And we co-wrote it, and I played the the lead role. And he was going to edit the movie, but then his life changed a lot, and the computer he was working on crashed, and a variety of other things. And um, so it just kind of sat dormant for several years. And then about a year and a half ago, actually, our friend Vince that Ren introduced me to uh, 
agreed to help me out with it. He knows he knows film, and he's helping me finish this film from <laughs> from twelve years ago. So, yeah, sweet. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for you. That's a long time to be doing something. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. There was about ten years where I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So it hasn't been like twelve years nonstop. <laughs> no, no. Like there was the first year when we were making the film, and then there was nothing for like nine years. Yeah. And you know, when it's done, do you think you're going to try to do anything else with film? Um, well, so Vince, who's helping me, is actually going to direct um, a music video for us. Sweet. So we talked about the EP that's coming out, and like. We actually recorded that at the same time we recorded the deafening sound of absolutely nothing, and we had plans to put that out, that out on vinyl. But you know, we ended up like touring, and then we started writing the next album, and it just kind of fell through the cracks. And so now we're actually this weekend we're going into the studio to finish up uh, our second full length, which okay. we started recording last month. Sweet. So, so those three tracks are just. Uh... It was three tracks you sent me, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we're looking at it as kind of like a bridge between the first and second albums. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's just basically like, not necessarily B-sides, but just the the leftovers from this session here. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say leftovers. We recorded them to be an EP. I mean, that was, oh, okay. that that was, was always the, the idea, intent, yeah. but we just kind of never really got around to putting it out. Yeah. Um, and like I said, originally we were going to do a 7-inch and... Um, then we kind of just decided, well, maybe we'll just let that go. And we were going to record two of those songs for the second album, but then one of them wasn't really a good fit. So we dropped it off. And then Rin actually was like, well, we should do something with the, with these recordings. So, you know, we're just doing this, this cassette EP. Um, and then one of the songs did make the cut onto the, the, the second record, but the second full length. So does it feel weird as a band to release material that's a couple years old now? Like I've imagined, do you uh, find that maybe your sound has changed at all in the past couple years? You're getting ready to record another album. You know, do you feel like, I feel like there would be this part in me, this is maybe this is just me, where it'd be like, this isn't like a fair representation of my art anymore because I've changed so much. But I'm what an do you idiot. think about that, Dusty? I think it's a, a, rep, a fair representation of of our of our sound of you know at the time that we yeah. wrote and recorded that that EP which was also kind of, uh, uh, probably wrote those songs probably a year apart from the songs that are on the LP so it does kind of it I, I feel it does kind of work or will work as this yeah. uh, as this cool bridge between between the the two uh, the two full links in fact the uh, the uh, the EP is going to be called A Space Between Films. Swimming with, or excuse me, Nighttime Girls, A Space Between Films is going to be the full name of that. It's like the intermission of a double feature. Gotcha. Ah, I like that. I like that. It's <laughs> that little part where it's like, that, everybody goes to the snack bar. It's like, yeah, it's like a little snack, like the hot dogs are dancing and the popcorn is popping. And yeah, the and there's some trap about it's Tommy Core. Yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, boom, the fucking world looks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of the, yeah, sort of the theme of the second album. There's a lot of songs about that. Dancing popcorn? Yeah, 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 hot, yeah, yeah hot dogs <laughs> yeah, the dancing. First, the first track, which is uh, Boogie Down Hot Dog, <laughs> uh, is a pop of popcorn. So, yeah. 
So uh, the the <laughs> nuclear war is uh, the, the the record. The full length is going to be called the Countdown to the Gun, uh, and it's uh, you know in, in reference to the escalating, know, threat, the escalating threat of, of nuclear, uh, war. nuclear war. Yeah. So it's a light, light-hearted record. Yeah. Dusty, you didn't get your turn to talk about what you do outside of the band. Oh, that's right. I do want to come back and talk about the second record. Okay. But, uh, you know. So I do, uh, if you see something that says, like, Skull, like, uh, Skull Records I run and Skull Fest. But not the blog Skull Valley. But not Skull Valley. So not everything <laughs> that says Skull. Two out of three Skulls. Uh, but many things. Visit Pittsburgh. <laughs> Visit, Visit Skull Fest. Visit Skull <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do Skullfest, which is, you know, this uh, punk, punk heavy metal and four days of fest. crazy. Uh, then I have a record store in Allentown. Um, and I, uh, aside from that, I play guitar in a band called Charged DIS, which is, as you might imagine, a mixture of GBH and Discharge stuff. Uh, and uh, aside from that, I uh, I uh, am uh, involved in uh, taking care of uh, my two dogs and hanging out with them, which is my main uh, my main priority. I don't know how the dogs are doing. I like how uh, silence was, you know, it kind of started out kind of crusty and more aggressive, and then it went in the direction that it did. But all of you are in other bands that seem to be more aggressive, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fairly recent development. <laughs> yeah, but Just yeah. over time, it, you know, it's like that bug was still in all of you. To yeah, I mean, do before that. this, Dusty that's- was in a, um, a like kind of what do you thrash pump? What do you call it? Like. Band he sang in crossover, yeah, yeah. thrash crossover. Oh, cool. uh, shit! Cool. And I was in a band called Meth Quarry, which is kind of trying to be crusty, but sort of. I think more like more aggressive music is kind of our roots for all of us. Like this is the first post punk band that any of us have done. Yeah, um, which has actually has made it really exciting because I feel like. Uh, there's more room for experimentation. It's it's less formulaic than a lot of the more standard punk genres. Yeah, uh, and we've gotten to like try out a lot of different kinds of ideas, which has been really exciting. That's the one thing that again I've played in uh, a lot of aggressive bands, and it's fun, but. From it gets a repetitive. from a creative yeah, standpoint, a sometimes it is kind of it can be limiting to a point, you know, until you bring over a turntable and get fucky fucky fucky. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we we all still play. You know, all of us play hardcore still. You know, but uh, we also do. But I mean, at the same time, I think this is all of our main our main uh, focus is on is on this band, and mm-hmm. the hardcore stuff is really on the side. Uh, is kind of more around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, we never. I don't think we'll ever stop doing that that type of stuff. I mean, it's just we're, it's too much fun. We're yeah. getting to like uh, for the first time, getting really close to seeing like how old 
somebody is willing to keep playing like hardcore for. Like a lot of those like hardcore bands are starting to get get up there. Like, sure. like and, even us, we'll be we're almost forty. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're the old half of the band. The old half. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> those two are. Almost 20. And- <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, six, I'm, I'm 16. <laughs> I know you're younger than me. Yeah, 16. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm booking bands like I have the Zero Boys coming as one of the next bands, and they're going to book him with the, my Skull uh, promotions. And, uh, and those guys I, I would put in their, in their late 50s. And, I mean, UK subs. I mean, we, we played with them, and that guy's... He's like, yeah, he's like 500 yeah. years old. Yeah. <laughs> he's like almost as old as Bob Dylan, you know? He is. I mean, 73. What, what is Bob Dylan? 80? Bob Dylan's like, I think 76 or Se- Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. Another right, right in that same. That's wild. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're still awesome. So. Yeah, they're still great. Yeah. So, we, we, we'll probably be, if, we're, if any of us are still around. Yeah, you got a few more decades in you for sure. If, if things go well and you keep yourselves healthy and good and everything like that. Does everybody well, take care of themselves? Are we taking care of ourselves? Uh, everyone? Uh, <laughs> As we all we, sit we here with PBR. Yeah, yeah. Min- minus one LaCroix. Walking across the street like anybody else. But, or, but yeah, we, uh, even when we're on tour, you know, we, uh, we go to, we hit a lot of the health food stores on tour, food co-ops. Uh, I, I literally eat better on tour than any time else because I have these refried these, beans and pretzels on a tortilla well okay not that but when people feed us and like when we stop at co-ops and stuff it's like pretty rad yeah so I mean we uh, so, so yeah and uh, uh, you know, we do do some exercise we, we do some tour exercises yeah. and uh, we're all vegetarian or vegan so that yeah. that probably helps tour is rough for me because I'm the only vegetarian in my band Oh, um, that would be difficult. But they're 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 pretty it. understanding. They'll usually make a special stop for me if I need to. You gotta bring your own beans. That's what we do. We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big box. Of, no, we bring a, seriously. We bring a big box of beans and uh, maybe some bunch of tortillas and, and some hot sauce and like an onion. You yeah. know, yeah. and chop it up as a, a lot of roadside lot of, stop. A lot of rest stop uh-huh. bean and onion burritos. That oh happen. yeah. <laughs> all, all the locals or the truck stop people. I think they think we're you know we're all out. And, uh, you know, sitting on, you know, uh, sitting on the pavement making, uh, bur- you know, making burritos with cans. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know. So, uh, I mean, we, that's not to say we don't do our fair share of, uh, you know, destructive things on tour, too, to our bodies. Because yeah. Except for Rin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you fucked the whole thing up. We gotta start, start all over. over it. Turn it off. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm kind of on the never-ending shit list now in the band because um, the a month after our LP came out, we were on tour. It was like the second to last day of tour, and it was like the most chill night of the entire tour. I uh, managed to fall out of the van onto my face and shattered my face. I, I, I double fractured my skull, uh, shattered all the sinuses in my head, crushed my nose, got a blood clot in my brain. 
uh, tear in the membrane between my brain and skull. And he fell in his own puke. He forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I also (laughs) fell in my own puke and was covered in blood and vomit as, uh, Dusty poking his head out of the apartment, like maybe like 25 yards away that we were crashing at. And yeah, it was like 4.30 in the morning. I was sleeping in the van. and um, That's rough. Yeah. And then luckily... That uh, was the end of tour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had to skip our last show. Uh, yeah, there was only one date left. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost made it. Almost. Um, it was going to be the biggest night of the tour, too. Because we were going to go to Mega Sheets. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna, yeah, we were going to eat so many tots. Al yeah. Tuna was going yeah. to be the jewel Which of the we tour. eventually did go to the Sheets, and wow, was it big. It was. It was, it was, it was huge. big, and there was nobody in <laughs> We were the only ones there. Slushy, you know a slushy line? Or a slushy, they usually have like five or six slushies. There was like a dozen flavors. I think I, think I was going to say 300. <laughs> yeah, somewhere between a dozen and 300 There There's a giant tub of tots you just swim in them. Yeah, I've been to. It's like a ball pit. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I went to a a sheets once that had like a really crazy froyo thing. Oh yeah, like that, like the whole like 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 this had that. Yeah, this had everything you could ever dream of. Everything you could ever imagine sheets having. This had in spades. Minion stuffed animals had it. (laughs) Where was this at? Altoona. Altoona. That's the birthplace of sheets. Yeah. Oh no shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's uh, just football fields and sheets. Isn't there a uh, a McDonald's out on Thirty that has the giant Big Mac in it? It's like where the Big Mac was invented. Somewhere out in like Irwin. The, the I know it was Western PA. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think if you go out Route Thirty, like through North for Sales, out towards Greensburg, I think in like the Irwin area, there's mm-hmm. a McDonald's and they have a gigantic big Big Mac statue in there, and it's like <laughs> the McDonald's where the Big Mac was invented. I need to go. Yeah, go to the Big Mac Museum. You check out the Big Mac. I feel like we've been to every McDonald's in in Pennsylvania. I'm surprised we haven't seen it. Yeah. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't McDonald's supposed to be doing some, like, McVegan or some bullshit? I I have not heard that. They're having some... uh, White Castle has vegan burgers. They're they're testing all all these... I mean, all all the the meat companies, you know, even Tyson uh, is coming out with uh, their own line of vegan food and stuff like that. I mean, I think they can... We deserve to eat just as bad as everybody else. Well, the writers is on the wall that there's, that there's money to be made. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but as far as McDonald's, I mean, I don't think any of us will be getting the McDonald's vegan burger. Oh, I'll try it. No, I'll, I'll, but I'm going to do a video review on it. Maybe. You know... <laughs> You didn't, didn't you do those like taco fries or something? Yeah, I did the, uh, I did a video review on the Taco Bell nacho fries. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, I'm not going to ever eat the <laughs> McDonald's veggie burger, but I feel like anything that makes it easier for people to make that choice is a positive thing. Uh, even if it is like cynical and profit driven, which obviously it is, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. In, 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 the, in the bigger picture of things, it is somewhat positive. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's, uh, you know, uh, it's the, the signs, sign of the times that, you know, uh, all these companies are, are, are making, you know, animal-free foods and stuff like that. To just, I mean, because the demand is so great. Yeah. You know, there's so much, uh, there's so much information out there on the, you know, what happens in, in slaughterhouses that, you know, people in droves are, you know, turning away from 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 eating meat. Uh, 
So, yeah, like you said, if it's going to, if that's, if, if, if that's the, the first step of someone making a change is going to McDonald's, then so, then so be it. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to get that out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the, it's interesting, you know, I don't mean, I imagine, I don't know how long everybody's been on like vegetarian or vegan diets in the room right now. Um, but I like started in 2010 and it was a lot harder for me to find things to eat than it is now then. Um, especially because I came from that like fast, I was coming out of that fast food mindset. That's just how I was. So I wasn't, I was definitely like a cheeseburger french fries type of dude you know i wasn't like a like oh like i know about ethiopian food and all this stuff like i i i, I never had indian food i had like a little bit of time you know i just didn't know about the options but um yeah like turning it made me uh more adventurous with my food and then now it's just it's so easy now i can you can go pretty much anywhere i get dragged anywhere and i can find something i can eat i mean yeah mm -hmm. we, like we go i mean we go to all we've been to you know all corners of the united states and uh you know we're always even if it is uh refried beans and pretzels on a tortilla <laughs> 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 that that is something Rin actually made. But yeah. uh you, did, you know, we've got we've Sounds got great uh, vegan food in, you know, Montana. You know what I mean? And did we in Montana? At that co op they had Oh, you're right. At that co op. Yeah, that was a good co op. Yeah. If you've ever been to Montana then you'll realize that oh if you can get something in Montana and get it anywhere because <laughs> there ain't shit there. Was it Billings? Yeah, yeah, and they have Shout a they have a skate all, park. All our in Billings. <laughs> they, have a, they have a skate park in like downtown Billings. So we were driving through. We drove through. It was probably two and a half day, probably about two days of of, of nothing between Minneapolis and. Is it about two days? Uh, Maybe some yeah. some two if you drive like we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all day for two days. So we drove twelve we hours, thirteen hours, for, and you don't see anything. You might see a cowboy or a buffalo or. You know, uh, Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Well, we see the Roadrunner. The first thing we thought was, I'd never seen one before. I thought they. Were I saw some weird, weird with horns, like, uh, like five feet tall. Yeah, I've never seen one in person. They're <laughs> they're <laughs> tiny. They're fucking small. And the first thing I, saw, I was like, oh, it's a road chicken. Was what I was calling. <laughs> <laughs> you were call, you were calling prairie dogs ground squirrels. Yeah, too. My mind, you know. Uh, Think of what they're called. That's some like that's some fucking Ricky Trailer Park Boy <laughs> shit. <laughs> what tarnation? Yeah, so ground chicken. We we drive for for days just seeing nothing but fucking ground squirrels and rocks, road chickens and rocks. And we get to there's this little town called Billings, Montana. We're like, let's pull it in here and get a cabin for the night. Uh, so we do, and as we pull it in, we see all four members of KISS painted on the outside of this wall. Oh, yeah. So we immediately have to pull over uh, because if you've been like in the middle of the wastelands of America just looking at rocks for two days and you <laughs> see a big, someone has, you know, a big KISS mural, you're just like, you know, turn signals on, you're jumping <laughs> out of the car. Uh, but yeah, that was Billings, and then we found out. Yeah, we took a picture next to the mirror, and we all looked miserable, yeah. and because we were just in the car for like twelve hours. So on the <laughs> then on, we went we went back through Billings again on the same tour on the way back to this side of the country, and we stayed in uh, we stayed in Billings again because we yeah. bought uh, Billings in the same cabin. 
about same cabin. half the size of this room. It, 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 two is, bunk beds. it was beautiful though. Cause yeah. it's like right by the mountains. Yeah. It was fucking Some awesome. Kodak moments. Kodak. Yeah, it was beautiful. We, Didn't take any pictures. down by this mountain, by this mountain, by this mountain. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we ended up staying in this sketchy hotel and we didn't realize on the other side of this uh, of this hill, I mean, there's a highway there, was a hotel with a gigantic water park that could have stayed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, we got stranded at the sketchiest place. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like Come a horror movie ahead. type well, You probably saved some money. I would have spent the extra. <laughs> I would rather. Yeah. <laughs> I would have spent yeah. Hit that water slide. Because uh, we like water slides. Yeah, we watched uh, Simpsons. Um, on uh, on a old tube TV that was completely discolored <laughs> all night. Yeah, microwave potatoes. Yeah, microwave potatoes. And uh, I made guacamole. It was uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. So that was our celebration. While while Damon got to uh, uh, got triple A'd all the way out to uh, Spokane. Damon and Erica that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah. They stayed in the lap of luxury while we were. <laughs> we were in the true lap of luxury though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Kellogg got to have. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> we're just rambling. We, yeah, we were just talking. Yeah, we started talking about Montana. Rambling. You just started rambled, yeah. Well, was like road chickens? And, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about road chickens. Talking about Montana and seeing the kiss. The kiss so, thing. Oh, we got, yeah, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, vegan stuff is everywhere now. Uh, and myself, when I was, when <clears throat> I first started, was in probably. 93 or 94 and this was in the country then and you know i would eat uh broccoli sandwiches and you know stuff whatever else that i could uh throw together of my own creation uh because you know back then there wasn't you know all these yeah i can't even imagine doing that diet that early like like i still know what what you would what you would eat but i guess that's what you're telling me yeah you know, eat, you know rice broccoli beans i guess uh, ironically i went back to that's where i mean what i mean to eat stuff like that now you know i don't eat a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's out there i don't personally eat uh, sure like the stuff. like the tofurkey ham for easter yeah i don't like on easter sunday i don't you know i don't i don't fuck around with easter thanksgiving yeah you know, any of that shit but uh, uh what are you talking about i've been to your house for thanksgiving <laughs> Oh, why? Well, okay, that was Easter. like a potluck. <laughs> Me, mean like not on Easter. <laughs> but that was like a vegan potluck, like gathering, you know, friendsgiving type thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. T- you know, typically I uh, go old style, rice, rice and beans and some vegetables. Yeah, there's. But I'm glad that stuff's out there. Yeah, it's cool. People like me. I like, like every once in a while. Yeah, I like to. Justin. I like to eat all the vegan yeah. garbage food. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, the vegan chicken nuggets. Lots just, of burritos. Uh, yeah, I just eat. I've gotten into this habit of eating the worst shit, <laughs> but it's all vegan. <laughs> you know. So but let's like, talk about vegans can be vegan trash too. Uh, <laughs> vegan cheeses, crush that all the time. Without any other thing, just like cubes. Sometimes I just eat the cheese. It's fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's both. It's pretty bad. It's it's bad. Uh, Well, like field roast hot dogs. I've had some of your homemade pizza before. That was pretty good. Field roast hot dogs. (laughs) Their field roast hot dogs are awesome. Uh, Earth Balance has like has cheddar chips, sour cream and onion chips. 
uh, <laughs> cheese puffs. <laughs> those Whole Foods has donuts now. They're easy to steal. <laughs> eat a couple of those. I, I've been I've been eating real bad. Eat like two of those almost at least like three times a week. It's good. Were we at the Whole Foods in Seattle and? Were you like lifting some shit there? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Whole Foods Seattle Security. Hey, Whole Foods Seattle. Hey, Whole Foods Seattle Security. Come get me. I already ate those cookies. They're gone. They're long gone. But yeah, vegan junk food. You get anything. Uh, uh, swimmers. What are they oh, Scandinavian, Scandinavian swimmers, swimmers from Trader Joe's. Shout out, Shout out to Trader Joe's. What the fuck is that? They're they're, they're like, like, uh, like gummies. Yeah, they're like Swedish, Swedish fish. fish. God, okay. not really. They're better than that. Yeah, they're just like gummies, but they're vegan. They don't have gelatin. Nice. It's yeah. all like natural, like vegetable the, colors. The you know like, the, what the kick I've been on is is uh, Impossible Burger. Yeah. You uh, had yeah. that? Yeah. It's the first time I had a bite of one of those. I was like, shit, did they serve me the wrong thing? Yeah, like, yeah it's it iconic. was like, it was maybe probably because I haven't had a real burger and like, you know, since I was like 20 years old or whatever, but uh, I bit into that. And I was just like, wait, 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 is this the right, is yeah. this the right thing? Uh-huh. You know? yeah. But then, then I was, I realized it was. Then I was weirded out for a minute, and then I was just like, just like shoved it in my the whole thing in my mouth, and now like I can't stop eating those. Where'd you uh, where'd you get yours at? There's a place in um, Lawrenceville called Burgers, spelled like Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh B U R G H. I I know know the place. Yeah, I'm not endorsing it. To be clear, neither I nor this band endorses any hamburger restaurant. (laughs) Uh, But man, that's. Yeah, I had it there I, as well. I can't stop eating those things. They're good. Um, I, it's, it's a little expensive, but it's fine. It's yeah, good. yeah. I haven't had one yet. I really want one though. And it's worth trying once yeah. if you're curious. If you're yeah. not, then fuck it. But it's worth it for I've me. Heard. It's worth trying a couple times a month. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I have an obsession with uh, Thai food. I, I Thai food's my favorite. Love Thai food. Yeah, yeah. I spend way too much money on Thai food. Yeah, you gotta learn how to make that shit. Yeah, I know. I'm the laziest. The strip district here, is such probably. a good resource, and you're not far from it. <laughs> every every time when it comes to food, it's funny because I've only until recently I've only ever worked in food service. But at home, I'm so lazy about cooking, and. Every time I go to one of your guys' houses, you're always cooking. Like someone's always cooking food, and I'm like, Hungry. never. I never cook. <laughs> well, I like to eat. We'll have a G. always cooking. It's also way cheaper than. Oh, I know. I, which I've been discovering. Like <laughs> my partner um, has been kind of like encouraging me a lot to grocery shop and and cook at home. But I don't know. I'm just. It's like, oh, man, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. Once but you get into. Yeah. The cycle of it, you see the benefits of it. Really oh quick. yeah, I actually I mean, think I, it's fun. I could yeah, cook. I, I mean, I've always, too. like I said, it was my career for the longest time. You know, yeah. cooking in restaurants, but I just I hate doing it at home. 
The thing that I like the most about making food at home is just the amount of time that you save. Because, mm. like, going out to eat, you just spend so much time. And just then, waiting. Yeah, you're just waiting. You're with, around all these people. I can just be at home, and I can, like, make the food that I want in 10 minutes and, like, listen yeah. to the music that I want to listen to while I'm doing it. So I uh, I went to, speaking of going out to eat, we, we played, last show we played, I drove past this pierogi place, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some pierogies. So the cop pierogies oh. in Edna? No, uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, and, uh, so I stopped in and my phone died and I was by myself. And so I ordered there. And when you don't have a phone, you know, because you don't think about it because like everyone just looking at their phone while they wait for the word. If you don't have a phone, everyone's looking at you like you're some type of freak. <laughs> you you, you, you should have just your own thoughts. You could have been like a, <laughs> pretended like you were a, like a food critic or something. I should have. I should have been like, uh, can I have uh, some paper and I'm okay. <laughs> criticize you guys. <laughs> I think a food critic brings their own paper. <laughs> hey, no, because the critic also judges the stationery they have yeah. available at the restaurant. <laughs> State yellow stained stationery, not very pleasant. To, uh, I prefer a fountain pen. <laughs> how, how, what do you think about Teca though? The food? Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Yep. Ten out of ten. I give it. Uh, great drinks. Uh, they uh, are always playing some kind of really weird music that yeah. makes you uncomfortable. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which I like. Yeah, that's a positive. It's There's positive. two restaurants in the city that I tell every band that comes to town to go to, and one's Apteca and one's Onion Maiden. Both awesome vegan restaurants. Yeah. 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 Good spots. And sure. Skull Records, I mentioned, is located next to Onion Yeah. You opened uh, recently, right? In the last year, right? Yeah, in the last year, yeah. How's uh, the record business treating you? Uh, it's great. Um, I'm up there most times. I'm always just messing with records and partying and uh, <laughs> laughing, goofing off. Yeah. It's a great place to, if you're uh, not good at actually working. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like the whole... Um, there's a lot of record shops in the city too, which I guess a being the the venues and record yeah, bring shops. It, bring and it back things. to the, there's like there's a there's a, the music a lot of cool board. music options in Pittsburgh if you yeah just there, look a little bit. There are so many record shops in the city. Yeah, so it's I don't I don't I don't know I don't get people. Every time I hear somebody, especially someone from the suburbs or something, say like, uh, "There's no music scene in Pittsburgh," I'm like, "Are you? Can you open your eyes? Open your ears? Like, come hang out?" I think that they just don't have. Uh, what am I looking for? The word I'm looking for. Uh, a lot of the people that come from the suburbs, it's like their idea of Pittsburgh. Like I mentioned before, is the stadium area. Your Mount Washington area, and then like maybe the South Side. Yeah, you know maybe some people are getting hit the to Lawrenceville district. now, but it's like you know they're gonna people just go to the Strip District. People go to Lawrenceville and they sit and smoke for three hours to eat a taco, so they're not really getting to experience a whole lot of the yeah. city. I worked in the Strip District for like eight years, and that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, on the weekends especially, it's where all the suburbanites come down and they buy their Steelers shirts and and they stop in the like Primanis and Peppies and and uh, uh, Mancini's bread and Woolies and mm-hmm. that's their There's image of Pittsburgh. The worst places in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Visiting Pittsburgh tour? Or the website? Visit Pittsburgh. <laughs> Visit the shitty places. In Pittsburgh. <laughs> 
went down to Permanis. I like Permanis. I'm a Permanis fan. They do have a black beer. I definitely 100% understand why somebody would not like Permanis, though. Permanis is great at like 4 a.m. <laughs> after a show. I've lived here for five years. I've managed to never go. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> I mean, never it's gone. really, like I said, I think it's only good <laughs> drunk <laughs> after a show <laughs> at 4 in the morning. I'm not going to like fist fight anybody over my my uh, like uh, of hey, Permanis. But you, you and know. I, we'll go down, we'll get an iron and, uh, and, and, <laughs> and I'll get a fight. bike bean burger. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at like four in the morning. Yeah, after like six beers. Yeah, it's, it's good. I like it. I enjoy it. <laughs> I also have like a lot of friends that work at Permanis too. So anytime I go, it's I mean, a, it's a it's good experience. Classic, it's the classic Pittsburgh spot. I mean, it's you know, it's I guess it's uh, it's iconic. I mean, I even get annoyed like if I'm on the bus and I like hear like you can like see tourists talking about. Like, like I'll go like any time I hear anybody not from Pittsburgh talk about Permanis, I get annoyed. I don't know what that's all about. Let's go down there. We'll go to <laughs> French fries on a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. And it's a sandwich. They'll, they'll literally have a line around the block on on Saturdays and in, in, in the strip. No, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, wrapping up this whole shindig, you got an EP coming out. Yeah. On April what? Eighth. Eighth. And then you have a show. Yeah, that's during our uh skeletal family show where it's um us and dog and Shadow Age from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, definitely shout out to Shadow Age. Yeah, yeah. they're our favorites. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have two I think we have two favorites. We have Arcane in Seattle and Shadow Age in we Richmond. Have, we have our West Coast favorite. Or our East Coast Arcane. favorite. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> East Coast. Well, let's call it let's, I mean they're not they're the south so yeah but our, it's but virginia is on yeah, the it's, coast it's on the coast yeah, yeah. yeah that's east coast so, so we'll call, we got a we got our uh our uh yeah shadow age here and arcane over here yeah and uh there's pretty much nothing in the middle so <laughs> <laughs> now there's i mean but no, there's, there's a lot the there's montana there's montana and you have that and we got in our favorite place. We'll always have Montana. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's got a lot of good bands in in our in our realm. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's the next thing, and then uh, our second full length, the countdown's begun, coming out probably towards the end of this year. Yeah. You already have it recorded. Or you say you're getting ready to go record it. We're well, we're we're it. about we're most of the way recorded. Cool. Uh, this weekend we're going into. Uh, do some guitar overdubs and vocals, basically, and then it's done. So yeah, yeah. Word. So yeah, that's that. that and that uh, that has some. If you if you like if you like the first one, there's some some of the thing some 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 of the uh, some of the same feel. Of the first one, but it's definitely branching off into into other areas as well, both with the music and with the subject matter. I think uh, you're going to hear um, a real interesting evolution, um, even on what we think the song order is going to be. Like, just as the whole album goes, it's like, you can just kind of hear it evolve. It's going to be really interesting. I, I'm excited about it. Good. I would hope so. It's your yeah. art. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you can call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call it whatever you want. So that's about it. Uh, thanks for having us over at your place here, Ren. Heck yeah. And, Anytime. Uh, Come hang out. 
You uh, want to drop your social media links? Do you give a shit about anything? Yeah, that? sure. Um, uh, we're Silence PGH on everything. Like Facebook, I think it's facebook.com slash Silence PGH. Instagram's at Silence PGH. And Bandcamp is silencepgh.bandcamp.com. I have a question. Is this a podcast or is this a Tide podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, both. Okay, it's both. Yeah. Well, let's get the, the du- challenge. Let's start. Dust, Dusty has a stand-up special that he's filming <laughs> at the Improv <laughs> next week. I'll be here all week. Uh-huh. Skull comedy yeah. coming skull soon. Comedy. Yeah. Yeah. The Laughing Skull. <laughs> Dusty yeah, Skull. Put together a stand-up comedy fest of all the people that you know in bands that think they're funny but are yeah. maybe not that funny or maybe they are funny and it's, just, it's, just gonna be, it's just gonna be just Jimmy Kevin with his Parrot pants pulled down laughing yeah Kevin. <laughs> at his own jokes maybe <laughs> 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 uh, some some mosh humor I'll be like yeah, you ever be in a pit and somebody kicks you? What is up with that? <laughs> Were you ever at a punk festival and you just wake up underwater? <laughs> oh yeah, let me let, let, let me do a quick quick story. Uh, we go. Oh, go for it. Uh, so <clears throat> we we play this festival out outside of Baltimore, out in the out in the country of Baltimore, out in this big field, outside of Baltimore, in this big field. And there's a pond in the middle of it. And we spend the day just getting into all manner of debauchery. Uh, we can't go into it on... Well, we can't even talk about it online. Uh, it's not but, uh, we'll, we'll post it on the deep web. Let's just say someone... Yeah, we can, to hear the rest of this interview, hack on to the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say we... Uh, before... Before the the story, before the thing I'm going to talk about happens, uh, we encountered a certain performer. We, we're not going to say who he is. I'll just say his initial is his uh, Jr. Like, we'll say Jr. from Dallas. <laughs> so he had performed the night before. No, we performed that, that, night, night. that night. On the stage was at one end of the field, and the stage lights were still on him. And me and the person that I was with, uh, they're like. You think these tacos are still open? There was this taco stand up over by the stage, and we're all down, you know, somewhere else. So we're like, let's see. We walk over there, the tacos were open, and we see them. I was the person you were with in the store. You can say oh. it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay well, all right. So we walk over there, and we see uh, the anonymous JR from Dallas. He <laughs> played in a band. We'll call the band Undersea water. Snake. We'll call Water Snake. <laughs> water Snake. Electric Water Snake. Boogie Woogie Woogie. Had pants down and we still had the, uh, was just in a haze because of the, uh, it goes back to the unmentionable things we were doing throughout the day. Uh, he was like, had his pants and underwear down, just staring at his unit. Uh, right, the uh, last band had played. The stage lights. The last band had played, and he was just standing up on the stage, and there was, like, people standing around in a semicircle as if there was a band playing, <laughs> yeah. like, watching him watch his junk. We watched him, too, after we got a comment. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. This isn't even the story. It's kind of incredible. It's kind of like a Christ moment. <laughs> this is, this is yeah, this is a tangent. <laughs> this is a, this that, was, that was his Christ moment. <laughs> 
That was JR's Christ moment. We'll call him JR Christ. <laughs> God for your sins. Put his dick on his stage lights. Uh, so I forgot what story you're even yeah. telling. So we we party on for you know how hours, whatever it was. Uh, and I uh, I'm about ready to pass out. I set up a lawn chair. Or there's a lawn chair set up, maybe. And uh, it's by the pond, and I go to sleep in it, and, and I lay back, and I can hear the sounds of the frogs, and I'm actually really relaxed, and I fall asleep. And uh, <clears throat> I wake up many hours earlier, and I open my eyes, and everything's black and murky. <laughs> so I'm like, good, take a breath, but I take a breath, and it's all water. <laughs> so I breathe out like... <clears throat> so if you can imagine, I'm in this black... What, what, I'm under, I'm in, I'm in the pond. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So I'm under the water, and there's just this, you know, these bubbles and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, fuck me, I'm in the pond. So I was like, fuck I started to swim. Because I was like, well, I gotta swim out of here because I'll drown. So I started to swim, and uh, I was kicking my legs, and I could feel my legs were hitting air. So instead of swimming, I decided to stand. <laughs> and the pond was in these so I was laying down. I was sleeping in the pond, which uh, was actually uh, really comfortable and nice. And, and I should have stayed there. And then you came into so the van. Initially, oh, yeah. we we thought that somebody had like thrown Dusty in the pond as a prank or something. But we talked to several eyewitnesses that attested to the fact that. Dusty just sleepwalked into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> then he got in the van and laid on my fucking bag. Uh, well, I stood on top of Justin. He thought I was peeing. He was like, yeah, he was like ringing his. I don't know if you were ringing out your just shorts, or, but I thought he. I woke up instantly. I thought he's pissing on me. I went to punch him, and he. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's just like, I don't know. He's like soaking wet. I had no idea. Uh, then I just went back to sleep. I was like, all yeah, right. Yeah. All, I just laid in there all wet with everyone. That entire weekend was, was a big wet, wet pile. Incredible. Like, it's amazing that we, it was a three day weekend and we almost died about once an hour. It was pretty Our driver incredible. almost died that night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dan got hit on the head with so, a huge rock. So we had these, we, we set up a park between, we played this fest. So there was several bands there and we're all partying. There was, Electric snake was there. Uh, <laughs> electric water snake. Electric water snake. Get down the small pool with us. That's who. That's who we were opening for on this tour. And uh, uh, maybe Human Mania was there. A bunch of our friends were all partying, and we had uh, set this unstitched. This t- unstitched yeah, was there. We'd set this uh, <laughs> these, uh, this tarp up with rocks, like rocks were holding it on top of that. Our van and water, water snakes van. Our van and electric water snakes. <laughs> And uh, someone had pulled the tarp down and pulled one of the rocks, which, which were sizable rocks. Yeah, it was down. like put put three fists together. That's how big this rock was. It was a three fister. And hit our driver Dan Dan Nowhere was driving us and hit him right in the Smack head. Smack on the forehead. Busted his head open. This is before I even slept in the pond. This was right around the, the a, lot of, a lot of head this injuries is, on tour. Yeah. yeah. He was the first. <laughs> the first yeah. Dan, yeah, Dan Nowhere was, was the first. I was. Could, was it, there's, there's a bunch in between, yeah. too. We, I think we damaged a, 
uh, somebody with a water gun in uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, got some drive-by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of drive-bys. The water yeah. Justin shot some Hell's Angels. Shot some Hell's with Angel a out of our van. <laughs> Stuck in traffic. <laughs> if any of the, uh, the Hell's Angels uh, are listening, we, yeah. uh, we don't have any beef with you. That no, we're, we're, we're very sorry. We would not do that again. <sighs> yeah, so we need to make sure... The Hell's Angels aren't listening, and the what the Seattle Whole Foods security. <laughs> yeah, Anyone yeah. I I've made a lot of enemies being yeah, in this basically, band. Basically, basically Seattle. If we just block that whole. Except the band you like, right? Except no, we we had a great we've had a great time every time we've gone to Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah shout out to uh, Eric and Laura. Yeah. They're like our, our best Seattle friends. Yeah, they're our best friends over there and they they're they're the people we stay with every time we're out there. Shout out to legal marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do marijuana but only where it's legal. And bands and bands that pay us in a in a box full of pre-rolls. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know you keep trying to wrap this up, but another funny story just came to my mind. Yeah. So we were out in uh we were out in Seattle. The first time we all went out to Seattle together, we were staying with Eric and Laura and, uh, people went to the, the legal weed store and, uh, Rin got some kind of edibles there and had, had eaten that. And then, uh, Eric and Laura served us uh, polenta, which I guess you'd never had before. No. Yeah. yeah I never had it. So for, <laughs> it was, it was so I was delicious. actually talking to Erica about this the other night and she was like, Rin was just staring at that, at that plate of food. And it, eventually after a couple minutes, he was like, what is this? But then, uh, you know, you only ate like half of it mm-hmm. and like, kind of like hid it away somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, there and I was like, you did. You didn't like it, or you didn't like it, and 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 you said to me, you were like, no, it, it just it tasted so good. I was scared of it. Yeah, I was freaking out. It was really bad. And then this was like six hours before our first show in Seattle ever, and. I remember too that same night. I was freaking out the whole time. I was just way too high, and uh, we're at the venue later. In the entire time, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm going up to Justin. And I'm just like, dude, I'm way too high. I'm way too high. Like I'm not going to be able to play. Because the last time I tried to play high, I couldn't even strum my strings. I was like, I'm way too high. And and you're just like, well, we get free beers at the bar. Just keep pounding beers. Just drink a bunch. You'll be fine. I had like I had like ten beers before we got on stage, and I guess I managed. Go figure. That's the only the only show that entire tour that someone actually wrote a review for. <laughs> Dude was high as fuck. I think they <laughs> mentioned me once, and they were just like, and the bass was fine, or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I was so messed up that whole show. And then there was that huge after party at Eric and Laura's, and I like was still super high. Like that whole, it was weird. It was you got like your money's worth. Yeah, I mean, I spent like four bucks. Sweet, <laughs> yeah. four bucks worth. Yeah. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It so was those ridiculous. Those are our tales of injuries and drugs and debauchery. And well, there's many more, but you have to have us back. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear weapons. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh yeah. Well, that that tour when we talked about how we broke it, we still need to like play California and Nevada. Like we had to cancel so many shows on that tour because of a breakdown. Like I think we skipped almost a whole week worth of shows. Nah, it was just like three or four shows. Yeah, four shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got an album coming out, and yeah. you'll probably be back out on the road doing it. Yeah, we'll definitely do some. That's my favorite. This uh, probably in the in the spring following the. <laughs> All right. Cool. Tight.